with your favorite DJ. Weekly wine or Chris's weekly wine. Every podcast we do, you're gonna to have to bring in a new wine. A horrible Is wine. <laughs> oh, don't want to touch it. Let's <laughs> yeah. have, have a chisel. Oh, I can smell it. Do you know what? It's not. It's quite dry. It's a bit like a reason. It's quite good. Mm, <sighs> oh, that is horrible. Yeah. <clears throat> nasty, nasty dog, doggy dog. <sighs> It tastes like petrol. It's like it a petrol. Smells, it smells petrol like a Anyway, welcome to episode two, the sequel. The sequel of um, Chomping FM. So we've got a good little show coming up uh, in this one. We've got a nice little interview with Emma Fee mm-hmm. and Mike Jessup of The Happy Endings. Um, so we're talking about a new EP and... We'll ask them some questions. We'll so. some, questions. some probing questions. We'll probe them very thoroughly. Um, and then we'll ask them some questions. <laughs> uh, so, music news. We usually start with music news, don't we? Music news! I don't know much about music news, so I'll just, just kind of quickly scan the NME. Um, <laughs> just for some... Is this going to be a music enemy? We might as well just be the enemy. The enemy podcast. Yeah. Well, um, Alex Turner features in it quite a lot again, so there's a bit of a theme in it. Every episode we do, we're probably going to reference that little shitbag. Hey. But uh, (laughs) but we've got a new album out, so let's 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 talk about that. What do you think to that then? Um, Let's ask the the resident in-house Alex Turner, Arctic Monkeys expert. Right, right. Should we get him on the phone? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you've got his number, yeah, seen yeah. as though you did his tracks. Yeah, and you've yeah. written a new one, is that right? Yeah, that's the so one. I can't wait to listen to that one. But, um, yeah, what do you think of it? Because it's quite different. Um, it's quite original for them. I Yeah, it's. I think the thing is with this album is it's a slow burn of some people, definitely. I mean, we are, what is it, a week now after it's been released? Is it a week or is it two? I don't know. Oh, you get it early as a uh, never, as no, moody I, download. No, I didn't. Moody download. No. 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 No, no I, I didn't. I did not. That did not happen. Space. Pixar. 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 I've never even heard of Pixar. Is that was that a thing? I got it from barrainsingles.org.uk. Sid Scabbers. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's well. It's been it's been a, it's been a, however it's long it's been out now for, and I think for some people at first they were very much like I hate it. It's not Arctic Monkeys. It's not what they used to be. But like, you listen to it for a bit now, and people are sort of coming coming round to it. I think you, when you look at it from the last album or the previous albums, it is it is very different. But it's like I've said to everybody, I'd love to know what the archetypical. AM sound is by this point mm. because every album's been so different. I think that's just that's what I've been reminding them and saying, look, it's they've always been different. Every single one has 
had some of that. So it's just getting used to it, I think. There are still elements of it, if you listen to it, there are still elements of it, which is, you know, throwbacks to Humbug and AM and those albums. There are still bits of it in there which sound like previous Arctic Monkeys stuff, so... Mm. Have you heard it, Chris? No, only, well, I've heard bits what you play in The Office. Yeah. Um, but it's not, it's not kind of one we have, but again, it's just me being a, a snobby bastard. I need to actually sit down oh, and listen I was going to say if you like time. if you like Bowie and Nick Cave there is definitely some co- I, copy and paste in that but actually I did watch the video for one of the singles 4 out of 5 yeah, yeah that's it yeah. Yeah, it's a good video I like yeah. it yeah, it's, I really yeah. Like it. it's, it's really odd but I like it it's um very Stanley Kubrick though yeah it's like yeah. watching yeah. Stanley Kubrick ah, yeah that's and the vibe he's going for yeah right? well I've, I've read something on um, The Enemy which says a bit about the approach to that and he, um, I didn't know this, but and this he's gone right up in my estimations. But you know, he did the artwork for the, the album. Yeah, that he uh, actually he built, did yeah, the, yeah. the prop thing, the, yeah, the yeah. real cool he himself. Yeah. He he did it himself. Yeah, I was quite quite amazed by that. He just he's got into a bit of a thing where he's claiming ownership of everything. You can tell because this album is a bit self indulgent, and it does feel like a sort of Alex Turner solo piece for some people. And I think that's what probably they're most bothered by, but. It's obviously just reached a point where he thinks, right, well, I, I want to do it my way now, this is how I want to do it. Did the band, did the other members of the band subscribe to that then? Because I think Still. I read a couple of bits where I think it was him and the drummer took it on and the others needed a little bit more convincing of this is the next Arctic Monkeys record. I don't know if I've got that wrong, but I'm sure I read that somewhere. <laughs> well, if you actually listen to it, Jamie, the guitarist, has probably got three parts in total. So right. I think, you know, obviously he would need convincing it's like oh there's a full album but you only have three parts but you must, would be you would think do you think that's mm, him sulking or do you think that's actually he's only allowed them bits that probably Alex yeah. Turner did anyway in demos and wrote it on himself yeah did he write it on piano piano yeah, yeah. He's, there was an interview <laughs> where he said he couldn't find the, the same inspiration from picking up a guitar he said he was much creat- much more creative on a piano I, I really like that though that is that there as a band have branched out and done something different and I think the sound is um, it's a bit of a lead on from what Noel Gallagher's done a little bit but I think it's a better version of that oh I don't know about um, Noel Gallagher no well it's it's, same old shit no it? but the, no his recent <laughs> album is pretty good actually he's, he's kind of <laughs> pushed it a little bit but this feels like it's that type of music but times 10 yeah it's like a real oh, hack back yeah. to um, I don't know mid 60s yeah, keyboard yeah. synth style stuff well, especially what soundtrack stuff that was in Kubrick films essentially mm. he wants to throw it back a little bit because the album is very much about technology and how sort of you know going technology is advancing at a rapid rate and he said that he struggles with it and he's not really that keen on it and that we shouldn't really be sort of you know um, covered in this blanket well that's really interesting because when you look at their career they've kind of always been influenced by uh, from what I've seen I've never gone really deep into like in the Arctic Monkeys but I've always I always think they've always been influenced by someone else so like when they came out with the Strokes there was they certainly kind of looked like the Strokes sound like the Strokes and then they went on to be a bit kind of rockabilly Josh Hom light and then now it feels like they're going back in time again and kind of looking at Bowie and Nick Cave and stuff yeah 
I mean, not what's to say... The, what's the saying? Not, I'm not saying that they're copying or anything, but no, you can but see the influences, can't the, the, How does the saying go? Bad artists copy good artists. Well. Do... I don't know. What is it? I don't know. They take it, but make it better. Right. It's like one of Kanye's. Have you seen Kanye's meltdown recently? No. He He's basically saying... He basically said the same thing. He said, don't copy, but use it and take it further. Well... So, to be honest, there's only so much you can do in music and everyone kind of is influenced true. by someone anyway, aren't they, at some point. Oh, yeah. um, the only thing I can't get on board with, and I've told you this loads of times, is the, the lyrics and the singing style. <laughs> Just fucking yeah, really, yeah, really, yeah, really great on me. You, yeah, the singing, the singing style does great a bit on me. And like that's only just hearing it, like, in the, sort of in the background. Really? But maybe actually, there, yeah. yeah, there is a there is one of the songs called uh, "She Looks Like Fun," where the, the, one of the lines is "Good morning, cheeseburger," and the next one is. How does he sing uh, that? He goes, "Good morning, cheeseburger." <laughs> so he's really drawn that shit out. Yeah, it's just it's one of those ones where he just he went right. What what can the next word be? And that sounds like a filler line when you. When you're writing it, you sat there and you're writing the song and you just get a filler line just to fill that space and to get the yeah. melody. But without sounding like a broken record on my part, I think he's gone for the Bowie cut and paste. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think he's been really maybe influenced by, let's write some lines and then let's chuck them up in the air and, and which is fine. I mean, it's, it's just as good as any other way of writing a song, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. But I, I think for me, it's the annoying... Um, Alex Turnerisms that seem really exaggerated and it seems like it's almost cartoon-esque now. It's like a bit parody of yourself. Yeah, there it's is almost that. like there is that. It's almost like you've written it, Elliot. Which I think you've written a song, a new song Hot, as a B-side. Yes. Is that right? Hot socks. Hot socks. So I think we're going to hear that. Um, we're going to hear that now. Yeah. So yeah. let's have a listen to um, what's it called? Hot socks. Hot socks. And yeah. This is a B-side. It is. Saw those headdress honeys with the syrup sheet My mama loaned me a golden leaf Saw an elephant drown in a brandy gown That works at Tesco for two nights a week Pissed off finding sand in my shoes Lemon plated anthropology and highbrow loot Put my head in a padlock and threw out the key Now I'm surfing the wind before having my tea P.P.I. claims Frosted window panes Feeling so high brown Grass-stained pickled trousers Passion fruit hand wash Deficiency (laughs) That's amazing! That just sounds as though it's come off the record. Well, it's B-side, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there's some effort put into that. Not really. Not really? <laughs> it actually surprisingly didn't take... I don't want to detract from anything that Alex Turner does, but it really t- surprisingly didn't take that long. I mean, yeah, the lyrics, lyrics-wise, it was just total horse shit, really. Passion fruit, hand wash deficiency doesn't really, <laughs> but that, really mean that, that, does it? sounds very um, Active Monkeys-esque. That, yeah. That, well, you've nailed the tone perfectly. Uh, so right, let's um, got another little thing here. The Rolling Stones are touring again. 
oh, for the 180th time. It wasn't the last tour, the last tour. Uh, I don't know. When did the last tour? Does, does anyone know? I, I think mean, they, I'm a big Stones uh, fan, but I, I don't really keep up to date with. I'm it. a big Stone. Uh, big Stoner. <laughs> Isn't it just an ongoing tour? Or, <laughs> yeah, for 70 years. <laughs> but like Bob Dylan does it, doesn't he? Where it's just like never-ending tour. Really? But maybe the Stones, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it must be a lot to go see the Stones. But what was it, 70 quid to see the Arctic Monkeys? It must be 4,000 quid to go see the Stones. <laughs> yeah. Give or take, yeah. Give or take a few. It depends if you're seated or standing. <laughs> standing is 4,000. Sitting is... More? Why is that? Do you think it's weird? Uh, mm. Sitting. Is it usually more? To yeah, sit? you're miles away and you sat down and it's more. Um, it's probably the people who sit down. I suppose, yeah. In the promoter's minds, are probably more affluent or the, I don't know, they've got more money and they don't know. Well, I was going to say the slum up with the. The quality of life in the standing department isn't. That's almost eternal lyrics, though. It's quality. I can't do him. It just sounds like Bowie. Quality of life, <laughs> the original Alex Turner. Hello, it's David here, David Bowie. Hey David, how's it going? Hello. Uh, Do you want to talk about the Stones, David? Uh, not really, they're a bit rabbitish. Okay, um, well thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks David, that was the ghost of David Bowie um, inhabiting my, my body. Um, so yeah, the Rolling Stones, they, they haven't done anything good for ages as well, have they? They've not done... Any new music? Oh, the, I mean, how many times can you play Satisfaction and mince around on a stage? You get to a point where all you, you when you were, when you obviously your peak famous, all of those songs are the best, and people will turn up to hear those, and they don't really care for the new ones, do they? Really? Mm. I mean, you get there and you want, yeah, you expect. Not expect all, novelty, all, the, all, all the hits. Yeah, all the hits and not any of the shits. Well, I I think I remember seeing them on. Uh, did they do Glastonbury a few years ago? I think they did Glastonbury. Oh, I, don't I, keep up with them. I thought, I thought, Jesus, that yeah. sounds terrible. I don't keep up with them. That sounds really terrible. So, so yeah, it's probably it's probably more a comedy show now though. Just seeing Jagger mincing around doing that yeah. thing where he kind of skips on the stage and yeah, all right, yeah, <laughs> Charlie, all that kind of stuff. So I've I've been laughing more. Do you reckon? Than, I mean. Do you think he proper like he really aches after those types he's of a, gigs? He must do. I mean, you see like Iggy Pop when he when he did his post pop depression tour and he played at the Albert Hall, and he just looked like he was gonna just turn into jelly and collapse at any moment. Well, he, he was almost, real wobbly and he just yeah. looked like he was about halfway through. He looked like he was struggling. He looked like he was fucked. Well, he, he looks he looks like he's sort of made of rubber. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just a so rip stuff, isn't he? Is. Yeah. Oh, well, is, yeah. Drugs are a beautiful thing. It's just Let's have a moment of reflection about some lovely drugs. Moorish drugs. Right, so I think that's all. Music news. There was another little thing I saw which was nice about Liam Gallagher wants Conor McGregor to be in his next video, but not really, no, not really that interesting, yeah. is it? Nope. There's Imagine nothing. them two having a beer. I have nothing amusing to say about that. No. Do you? No. Let's move on then. What you been listening to? Was it any good? No, I didn't like it. This is something cool. Uh, what we've been listening to? 
Uh, 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 so, uh, well, music. I'll first because Chris said that he's been listening to a few albums which um, sound very interesting. Yeah. I know you're a big Parquet Courts fan. Um, yeah. Parquet Courts. Courts. Yes. Parquet Courts. Parquet Courts. No, is it? Is it? Is it? Ah, yes. It's Parquet. Parquet. Courts. Courts. Yes. Parquet Courts. Parquet. Wide awake. Yeah, I was just listening to it this morning. I think it. I think it might have been today or yesterday. I think uh, it's really good though, but I've kind of just had it on in the background, so I'm not like proper sort of dug into it yet. Does it sound any different from what the last album it, did? Or it is quite actually, yeah. I mean, like uh, the title track "Wide Wide Awake" is like a proper like I don't know how to describe it. It's got like football whistles and stuff, and like proper like um, like it was it's like a like a Mardi Gras like type. Oh, nice! Mm. Like. You know, festival type thing. Brazilian yeah. feel. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of sort of different stuff in it. Um, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras beads. Parquet courts. Parquet. Parquet. How That's many chili flakes are there? Five. Is, is it not parquet? <laughs> it's parquet, yeah. As in parquet floor, like floor. Parquet floors, yeah. Floors. Well, it's, it's a court. Yeah. It's like uh, a parquet court. A parquet court is uh, a sports court in America, isn't it? Oh, Alright. Yeah. Are they American? Yeah. They're from Texas, I think. Actually, the. Is it A. Savage? The lead singer. He's yeah. nice as well. He's really good. Yeah, he does all the artwork, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's but really, really good. Because I really liked that. The last album, mm. Human Performance. Human Performance was, really was good, good, yeah. Um, and then I've been listening to uh, Beach House's new album, Seven. Um, that's really good. It Hang is on, sort of can we go back to Packet Cards? Yeah. Answer the question, how many chili flakes out of five would you uh, give it? Well, I'd give it... Uh, chili flakes? Yeah, chili flakes out of five. The, well, I'd probably give it, like, uh, at the minute, three, three and a half. Three chili and a half flakes. chili flakes, flakes. out can't, of five. Can't, can't we have a different rating system? <clears throat> can't we have uh, chod wipes or something like that? Something that relates to the podcast. Whoa. Chod wipe. That'd be a good one, wouldn't it? Chod wipes. Chod, chod wipes. wipes. Three um, out of five chod wipes. Three and a half. Three and a half? Three and a half. Uh, what, like... Are we talking about like squares? Uh, I'm just thinking, well, is, is it's what? more like a wet wipe, isn't it? Oh, chod oh okay. just, to, just to get so that chod off. Quite sort of dense and uh, <laughs> and heavy. And, um, Depends on the chod. Yeah, There's no two true. chods I like, is they? Um, I'd give it, uh, yeah, I'd say three, yeah, three, three and a half oh. uh, chod. Uh, chod wipes. Bad, but that's, is that's, this how many times you need to wipe your ass? Because if you get the chods where you, you fucking dump that up, does it? You're in there, you yeah, use yeah. the whole roll. It's like Lord of the Rings style. So would it be better if... Your ass. Would it not sort of be better if it was less... The less chod wipes, the better. Because obviously Actually, yeah, it's like a, yeah. if you use five wipes, then it's like this shit will not leave my yeah. ears. Well, there's sometimes when it's like... Uh, it, there, there's nothing on the paper when you first and yeah. that is brilliant that, that is brilliant yeah it is absolutely you feel so like you've won a little victory yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. the ghost the, the fountain ghost shit <laughs> chod chod so two and a half so less then oh one less and a half ah, I think this is going to get complicated no the yeah. less the better I think it's one like, and a half if you're going to rate anything out of five <clears> it's got to be out of five you can't, you can't yeah. switch it up we can do what we, we want yeah we can one and a half chod wipes out of five is that what we're saying so we're going lower. Yeah. I think that's... At the minute. But I'm going to give it a more... Listen. Give it a chod okay. wipe. 
Give yeah. a rating and then yeah. an actual star rating. And a, and a star rating, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, we so can, maybe you know, next we week. Can, maybe yeah, next yeah. week. We'll, we'll, we'll firm this rating system up. We'll, we'll kick yeah. it about and road test it for a week and then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we're going to do. Yeah, so what was the other album that we listened to? Beach House 7, which is really good. I've listened to that quite a lot. Um, and it's sort of like, it's kind of like Return to Form type album, really. Because I really like Devotion and Team Dream. And then after that, I kind of lost a bit of interest because they just kind of did the same type of stuff. But this is this is really good. Um, quite different. Not just like the same old, like, I don't know if you've heard like, Diversion type. They kind of went back to that where Team Dream. They kind of I got anything like from Beach House. Have you not? No, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to have a listen. Yes, um, Sunday listen. Agreed. And then uh, Funkadelic Maggot Brain as well. Yes, uh, which was really really good. Really enjoyed that. Um, is that digitally or are you any uh, of these records or? Yes, Spotify. But um, I'll probably be looking out for. Getting, a, getting it on, on okay. at some point. Right, well, we're going to set up a... We'll set up a Spotify playlist and we'll link all these songs up. And, oh, um, that would be lovely. That would be lovely, lovely. wouldn't it? We'll share out with, uh, with everyone and everyone can all listen. I've been listening to um, a group called Gweno, which are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Kinder Gweno. Kinder Gweno. Gweno, so um, I, I'm not been familiar with Gwenno but I heard him on Jules Holland uh, at the start of the week and the song they played was really really good um, so I checked him out I've only listened to the album once but it's it's right up my pipe it's very like very like um, when you turned it to the bone but right splash the goes straight up yeah straight <laughs> straight up there. straight up the poop um, very um, kind of elements of Bjork and there's a bit of the Smiths in there as well um, it's all Welsh. The, the lady singer sings in Welsh. With so the lady very, singer. It's very ethereal. <laughs> that was Irish. So. Um, but yeah, it's a really good album. I'm going to give it a few listens, but I thought that was quite an interesting little find. Thanks. Thanks, Jules Holland! Jamiroquai! And all that kind of stuff he does. Kinder Gwena. Have you heard anything? No, no, let's move on. I'm too busy. Yeah. Okay, so we had um, the last podcast we set homework, where we all had to listen to an, a classic album that um, we'd never heard before. Um, who wants to go first, Elliot? You listened to Beatles Revolver. I did. Nineteen sixty-six. Are we? Can we? Are we? Classic album. Are we bringing the rating back into this? The, the chod wipes. If you want to. Oh no, no, in. we're doing over under just right. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, let's rate them overrated, underrated, or just right. So, Revolver. What do you think to Revolver? Um, I, I'm still really, uh, I can see why people listen and enjoy the Beatles, but I've just never really ever been able to fully get into them. I like the tax man. I've heard, I obviously, I listened to that song before Revolver and I enjoyed that. I think it's a very nice palatable track. Palatial. 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 It's a nice track, um, but then sort of. Eleanor Rigby downwards just never really caught my never really whet my whistle really? yeah I just I couldn't I don't know I couldn't get into it I, is it a bit too, outside of your music no, it likes just or is it I don't I, my music likes are just, it's strange eclectic anyway so 
I don't know what often tickles my tickles my nipples. Did you did you find that you'd some of the songs are familiar familiar to you then? Because obviously the Beatles, the most of their back catalogue is out there and you know, you've, no, you've got I don't access really, to it kind of Because I've never really overly listened to Beatles because I listen to a few songs and then just can never really do it. I mean um there's a few off um, the Abbey Road album which I like. Yeah. Um She's So Heavy, that's a good one. I like that. Um and then Taxman's pretty good. Did but you like did you not like can't... Tomorrow Never No? No. Oh, really a great no. record. That's but this is the thing, like I can't really remember how it goes because it never really stuck with me. That's what the problem I have with Beatles, yeah. it never sticks with me. I never yeah, I never get that bit, I'm like, oh that's a real catchy bit. And I, I imagine for a lot of people there will be catchy bits, but for me it just never sticks. I kind of felt that a bit about well, the first couple of times I heard Pet Sounds and thought, ooh, it's a bit overrated, but mm. I think it's probably of the same ilk of you've got to invest a little bit of time to it. Listen to the songs, the melodies, you know, the, there's some brilliant songs in there. keep on listening to it. <laughs> just carry on for a bit. Well, the, the problem is there's that much music out there that you do have to dedicate time to it, especially yeah. when there's stuff that you can plug in straight away and kind of get your music fixed and be like, yeah, that's that's fantastic, I'll listen to that. Yeah. So I can understand, it, you know, if, you, if it's a bit of a hard listen on the first one, but... So I would say that is so it's how many, underrated... Underrated. Yes. No. Overrated. overrated. Yeah. Oh, I'm so going to see. I've thrown myself off with the rating system because. Okay, so it's overrated. Yeah. And I probably give it four chud wipes. Four chud wipes, which equates probably to about one out of. One out of five. One out of five. five. Yes. So not, using not, the not uh, chud wipe calculator, it's one star out of five. So um, I listened to Patty Smith horses, um, and. Kind of the same with you, a bit irrel. Familiar with some of the songs. Um, Redondo Beach was really good. I really like that song. That's a song that I've heard before through Morrissey doing mm-hmm. a doing a live version of it. So I really enjoyed that. Um, what I was really surprised at is how early it was. It was nineteen seventy five, I think, and it's got real punky elements to it, which um, surprised me because you know. Patty Smith's not always known as being at the forefront of punk. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not diving too much into Patty Spunk. Spunk. At the forefront of Spunk. Well, Who is at the forefront of Spunk? Who would you say is the um, most forefront of the Spunk? The guy right now, um, in existence. Okay. There was an urban legend that he had like pants and pants of jizz pumped out of his stomach. Out of his stomach? In the 80s. (laughs) <laughs> it's obviously the bullshit, but um, it's, why it's was a story. it in his stomach? Because uh, it'd probably been guzzling cock, big cocks, with mm. lots of jism. Uh, anyway, back to Patty Smith. Yeah, it was all right. It was quite repetitive. Some good melodies in there every now and again, but um, there was a bit of a trend that every song kind of started quite slow and agonising there and was a trend that every song started and then ended and then built up and, and kind of went faster so you know that got a bit repetitive at times um, some of the songs were a bit long nine minutes go on a bit it's, feature like yeah, film nine minutes it's, it's long um, overall it was alright I think the last track on it was really good the ver- hair version of My Generation which was a live track I think I really enjoyed that because there was a lot of energy and that was really, really kind of felt punky, which led me to think, oh God, 
this was 1975, this is like probably before the, the pistols were on, so, and it had that kind of feeling, so I appreciated that, but overall, I, I don't know, didn't take to me, I'd give it two and a half out of five. Two and a half chord wipes out of five? Yes. So that's... Down the middle. That's, yeah. Down the middle either way. Okay. So Chris, you got Stevie Wonder in the visions. Over, yeah. under, or just I right. think that is probably... Um, so that must be just right. It's probably just right, really, okay. because it's not known as... Well, it's known as one of the best albums of all time, I guess, but it's not out there that much where you, you hear it all the time, so yeah. just about right. Fair enough. Fair enough. In a visions, Chris. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think I enjoyed like the sort of the funk stuff the heavier sort of funk soul gospel type stuff better because there's, there's a, a, a few sort of like ballads in there um, like what we got there all, all in Love Is Fair stuff like that but I, I liked like the, the first track Too High was really good and that's, that's got like is it like gospel? Just like that. Uh, and obviously high ground. I didn't know that high ground was on. Yeah. Was on this. So when it, because I listened to it on the way to where just walking, and um, didn't like look at the track list. Just kind of like just you know. You went in blindfolded. Went in, you went in went with the chod paper over with your the eyes. Almost came out unscathed entirely. That's like um, some. What's Robert De Niro when he does a method acting thing? That's listening to the album blindly, mm. like Stevie Wonder. So like, you kind of went into character of it. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, but hang on. Do you? Bl- hang on. <clears throat> blindly. Do you? Do you watch an album? Yes, if it's on YouTube. Touche, moving on. <laughs> um, so, I, 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 I hate <laughs> fucking break. Making me embarrassed in front of my friends. Uh, so, yeah, and I was quite surprised that Living, f- living for the City, yeah. which is quite a long, I don't know how, like, is it like. It's, a, it's epic, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a story. And there's, it is, and there's like a, there's a bit in the middle in there where. Um, Guy like leaves the leaves his hometown, goes to New York, gets on the bus yeah. and that type of thing, and then he gets like um, gets arrested. The next he gets caught, and they like um, get in the cell. Yeah, and it's quite. I was quite. Like, Cause I, I, mean, I didn't expect it. Because is this quite sort of early Stevie Wonder? Uh, or is it like seventy one? I think seventy one, seventy two. So yeah, seventy three. Is it seventy three? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so no, it's not early Stevie Wonder, but. Um, it's good, Steve Wonder. That's his best period. What are you laughing? What are you laughing at? Oh, I can't explain it. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> I just got. It's really tight. I just got a flashback of a time where there was a, a Twitter account put on, and it was of Stevie Wonder and. All of the, the tweets were just somebody just smashed a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> it was all just total gobbledygook. <laughs> oh, that's so wrong. And I'm really, sorry, really it just funny. popped into my mind at that moment. I couldn't, I couldn't control myself. I'm I sorry. like it. Have you seen Stevie Wonder's kids? No. I'm not going to finish that joke. Let's no. carry on. 
Um, so Chris, neither is he. Did, oh! <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. We're only talking about guzzling cocks, though. So anything goes. Yeah. Anything goes. It's Chadbin FM. It's uh, it's anything goes. I'm Sammy Joe. <laughs> She's got the most annoying voice ever. For for anyone who who knows that voice, it's off Talksport. Sammy Joe. <laughs> so let's let let's Chris. Let's Chris. Let Let's Chris, Chris finish his um, sorry his inner uh, visions. Just right. Just right. Just right. Just right. So how many chod wipes? Chod wipes. Uh, well, uh, two point five. Uh, two point five chod wipes. Uh, Been That's what we'll start with. That's going in. That's going in. That's the jingle. Right, so um, our first proper guests are Mike Jessup and Emma V of the Happy Endings. What's really about that? Proper. Well, Dan Griffin's not a real guest, is he? I guess he can be a recurring thing. This is a He's more like a character that we a regular. A caring character. A regular, a caring character. So, uh, thanks for being on this second episode. Thank you. Um, we've got some questions and stuff, so we're just going to ask you them. Okay. All right. It's not going to be like an interrogation. It's, it's going to be like a. I feel, I feel the pressure. Just pretend you're in the pub, Mike. <clears throat> or. Have got any drinks with you there? Yeah, pretty oh, rubbish that's... pub, aren't we? Really, we're all corralled into our little room, surrounded. Yeah. We're a pretty shit podcast at the moment, so until we start getting some <laughs> listeners, we'll start yeah. laying out a... We'll be whatever we want to be. Yeah. bar in here, we'll be alright. Right. So, Emma, you've just released a new EP. I have, yes I have. How was that going? It's going okay. Um, it was very stressful getting it out, because we were incredibly rushed, and um, Mike and I had loads of arguments all the way through the recording session, but we got there, and it brings out the essence of this, the EP, which is utter misery. Um, the songs are quite miserable. Yeah. Um, a couple of them are about depression and stuff, so I think it's quite authentic. Right, well, we'll probably come on to that a little bit more, but I think what we'll probably do is start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. What kind of music you started getting into at a young age, or if you was late on in music, or what kind of stuff you started listening to first? Mine was definitely the Beatles, um, and um, I listened to Alice Cooper, strangely enough, and a bit of uh, Blue Oyster Cult as a kid uh-huh. on my tricycle, rocking out to that. Um, but yeah, I've always listened to classic sort of stuff, and um, Britpop, hmm. Britpop fan. Um, uh-huh. More recently, I don't know really, a bit of a mixing pot of stuff. I went to all sorts really. What, what got you into the Beatles then, was it? Uh, my dad really, my dad, dad. my mum yeah, and the Stones and stuff like that um, and we had some music books that I can't really, I still to this day can't read music but um, they had line around the house and I used to pretend to be able to sing along to them. So, right. Yeah, that's why, that's why, yeah. What was Michael Bolton? Michael Bolton? See what I hear. Michael Bolton, wet, wet, wet and uh, another fan of Ross. He can't be a Luther. And where does that come from? So what was your first introduction to music, Mike? Obviously you'd heard it. <laughs> I'm not going to ask when was the first time you ever heard music, but kind of growing up, what was your 
musical. I really, I really, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed Oasis Blur at that time. That was like, that was, that was the first time I saw people identifying themselves as one or the other. You know, I wasn't a a modder or a rocker. It was this thing where it was, they were Oasis fans and they were Blur fans and that was, that was really interesting. If you had to pick one, if you were given a ticket to either or, but you could only go to one. Oasis. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, I put the Blair one straight in the bin. Man. I wouldn't have an eBay. Yet. That hurts you. That hurts me as well. His face. Sorry. Um, but that's quite a good time to end the music. There must have been some pretty shit, embarrassing. How old was he when you got into Oasis? Because that's not quite say, late on, isn't it? To, to, to get into music. No, I think that was the first time where I. Where you actually I, appreciated music. No, when I, when I was a kid, I was saying this the other day, when I was a kid, Whenever I saw someone on, or listened to someone, or my dad put someone on, like Squeeze, when my dad put Squeeze on, I couldn't believe that Glenn Tilbrook was a normal guy that could play the guitar and he wrote a song. So I thought he was like from from the heavens. So he was impressed so just, with the songwriting and. So I just thought it was, it was never an achievable thing. You know, the normal people went to, did something, and then these, these musicians would kind of descend from. From the heavens right. to, to yeah, to play music. So I, I was always kind of detached from the music making process as a kid, and then yeah, then I started to see the value in it. Kind of an oasis. I think you do. I think when you're younger, you don't. You just hear it on face value, and then you start to get older. You start to appreciate yeah. how it's actually pulled together. But the thing is, if I thought it was, if I thought it was bad then, it's even worse now. Yeah. Like when you see literally someone. Like, be lowered down on the stage, Beyonce with her sparkly outfits. Beyonce. Like literally, she is a, she is she is some kind of angelic figure. And then you have a look, and there's people who look photoshops off their faces. No offense. Yeah. Um, that's not you guys <laughs> being photoshopped. Um, but like, it's even more like it's even more distant to the normal person. Do you know what's real yeah. weird though? You say that, but when I was a kid growing up, I grew up in quite a musical family and I was quite lucky really, and we just thought it was normal. Yeah, yeah. Playing guitar and like, mm. we thought everybody did it, everybody did it, and yeah. everybody, and then when other people were like, oh, um, how do you sing? And I don't know, is that a bit weird? No, absolutely. I think it's the two opposites of that, of that thing though, where, yeah, I listen to music and like, you know, some of the slash from Guns N' Roses, he played that. He was a ri- He put his socks on the same way I put my socks on. Fuck off. That's why I fuck off. Yeah. Okay, that's why I Yeah. Like, would you. The, the fact I, could, I didn't even see them as, as genuine people. Do you like, do they were, they were somewhere, something else. What if he does sock, shoe, sock, shoe? That might be. Yeah, uh, you see, now that, that, might, well, that might be the distinguishing element of, of a rock star and not a rock star. You know, he can't do that. But he might do. He might do, that might be... Sock shoes, sock shoes. I shoe. can't imagine he wears socks. I mean, something like Slash. I bet he didn't wear underpants or socks. Just um, leather pants and, <laughs> and <laughs> dot lines or whatever he wears. Well, either way, he, I, growing up, I didn't think I didn't think anyone would be able to, to do what he did. Long, loaded I know that is not luxury. So, so and I think that yeah. So you both um you're both cool enough to have not gone through the I got 
Bobby Brown as my first record type thing because that's that was my introduction to music was Bobby Brown and Michael Jackson no, that type of thing. Oh. That was really uncool. It was Snap Rhythm is a Dancer. I'm pretty sure. I, I listened to my dad's Beatles tapes, but when we first got off a record, it was Madonna yeah. and it was Snap. So did you? <laughs> because when you're young like that, you kind of um, you don't appreciate really great music, but it sounds to me like did you rebel against hearing all that really good music from the start no, then no, kind of I, I don't think i did because my me and my mates used to sit in lessons with them um, listening to the beatles and she had one headphone i had the other headphone and we used to just sit pretending we were working listening mm. to the beatles so i've always had that but um when we were growing up i still liked madonna and snap and now i still listen to house music and i still right. listen to all sorts of other weird stuff that people probably think I don't listen to. Mm. Yeah, I'll, it's just a bit of variety, isn't it? Yeah. If it's good, I like it. Madonna was good at yeah. times. She was alright. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. She's a bit yeah. she's shit now, isn't she? She's she a bit, is a bit, yeah. She kind of needs to give up a bit now, doesn't she? She does, yeah. Or at least put the fanny away. Yeah. <laughs> just put it away, love. <laughs> just put that old <laughs> fanny away. Uh, right, so... One of the questions here is what was the first album that you ever had? Do you remember? What I was, remember well, the, the first, first album that you ever had, or the first album that you thought, oh, fucking hell, I can't stop listening to this. This is. Right, this is Musical good. schooling. I swear, every house must have had this. I remember listening to it all the time. Can I guess? Hang on, I'll give you, I'll give you, give you the biggest clue. I'll give you the biggest clue. have three discs in it. Three discs. Yeah. Oh, a big chunky thing, that big. I was going to go UB40. No. Because everyone had that in yeah, the 80s. It was a CD. Oh, CD. Oh, so Three discs. Mm. Yeah. Um, Meatloaf. No. I was thinking George Harrison, but that's... that's no, I, I, I guess it must have come out probably early 90s. Is it Trans Classics? No, my dad probably has that. <laughs> no, it was Michael Jackson, his history. Oh, history. Oh, yeah, history. Right. And I swear, every house, everyone I've spoken to, oh yeah, I remember that. Is that the one I, where the front is not, it's not him, is it? It's like a statue. Yeah. It's a statue of liberty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is actually, yeah. Yeah, it's it's him. have you yeah. seen the video footage of it going down the Thames? And it's really shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just right. a big statue being pulled on a tugboat down the Thames and it's raining. It's mid nineties and it's it's just the worst oh, like stunt ever. Yeah, it must be yeah. Uh, and it I, looks nothing like him. I just remember that growing up, and it was in my CD player. I had one of those CD players that spin round in threes. Yeah, and it was one, two, and three, and it, I didn't touch it for for months. Because there's a really shit version of Come Together on that as well, isn't they? I heard it on the album. Is there? Yeah. That's probably why it didn't get played. If I see a Beatles <laughs> track on a record. Probably going to go in the bin. It's like, how dare you do yeah. that? But he, he has the rights to the songs, doesn't he? Michael he does, Jackson. yeah. Oh, does he? Did he take them? I, well, he's, he's, I think he's dead now, but I think yeah, he's. What? <laughs> Michael Jackson's not, dead, I don't Mike. Think he is. It's like the Elvis thing, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's done with Tupac and Elvis in <laughs> Chile somewhere. Or... <laughs> the records. Yeah, that, that, that for me, I, it probably wasn't the first record, but it was that thing where. Remember it as I remember a, it, and the more I've spoken to people, the more I find out that everyone had it. Yeah, my yeah. dad had it. it everyone yeah. had it. It's, it's a, a weird thing. Next to Matt Munro, who did the, some of the James Bond 
theme tunes. Matt, Matt Munro's well. Thunderball, didn't he? Uh, no, that was that was um, not sure, Tom Jones, wasn't it? From Russia with love. I really liked that. I used to listen to that as a kid, a little CD player, and I used to listen to Matt Munro. I wonder how was it. Yeah. As a kid, well, yeah. yeah. Also, can I, can I just mention that my memory is terrible? So, all this is made up. No, so literally, <laughs> like when you go think of your first record, I'm like, I can't remember what I listened to yesterday. Oh, yeah, it was Veins. <laughs> Who? Oh, sorry, did I say something there? Oh. We've got a separate podcast for those guys. Ah, okay. Vein train. Um, so, <laughs> what kind of. Obviously, you got into music. Um, what got you into playing music then? Was it the fact that you you probably started since you was really young and all your family played? Yeah, my <clears> dad <throat> was in a band. Um, he played bass and keyboards, um, and my uncles were in the same band. And yeah, what I was the band called? I think they were called the Group, <laughs> group. <laughs> which is kind of like a real English naff version of the band, mm. but they weren't Americana, they were like, yeah, and they used to play ABC and play before like some of the shows were on, oh, um, well. not in like the Beatles, no, no bands, it was like before the matinee, because my uncle Frank used to uh, manage the ABC and I think he got on gigs there, um, one in the afternoon and one in the evening, um, yeah, the, uh, but my uncle used to write his own material. So that was the big thing for me. It was like, wow, he writes these songs and uh, they're amazing. I've got more on tape as well. And still to this day, he's one of the bigger inspirations to me. So it's like, man, he can do that in, a, in his flat on Archer Park. Mm. That's something we're, I want to do. We're talking mid-80s then? Um, yeah, uh, early, early 80s, 80s. mid-80s, mid yeah. And yeah, sitting there with a tape to tape with a dubbing mixer on it. When I say tape, I mean like a C90 and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I used to write stuff. and. Stuff and I've still got some pretty horrific. Mm. But what was the first song you you wrote? Then do you remember? Yeah. I wrote some stupid ones with my mates called um, "Don't You Give Cheek," which was about. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've heard the recording. I'm pretty that. sure that's a Destiny's Child song, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I did it with my sister Sarah, who was in Happy Endings with us now, and my friend who's a hairdresser now, and um, it was about this guy who lived across the road who we used to argue with and. Torment. It was horrible. Did he give and you then, cheek? No, you went. Don't you give cheek? And oh, I went, I'll give cheek. And I'll give cheek if I want. And that's basically what the song was. So that was yeah. the first song. But the real first proper song I wrote was called Nobody's Gonna Help You. And we still to this day do it in the band. Thomas Class. It was pretty good then. It's all right. <laughs> We're just scratching around for material. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. So that's. I want to hear. I want to hear. Um, what was it? Do you give? Don't give it to me. It's got a rap, it's like a rap, it's got a chorus, yeah. but there's like a, there's a rap as well. I'll have to get it off the tape, you know, like yeah, we can play this during this, this bit. Yeah. It's got a cool synth on it as well, which was my dad's, which is real, like, the real cool, um, I think you see one has got it now. And um, it's it's just brilliant, it's, they don't make them anymore, I'm sure. Don't cheeky cheek. Finger wagging. So, um, musical instruments and playing them, you, you seem to be able to play quite a lot. Um, have you picked stuff up as you've gone on then, or have you ever had musical training lessons or anything yeah. like that? Or you, is it just pick I'm, it up? I'm musically, musically trained. trained. I, wish, I wish I had some sort of music musical ability to be able to communicate properly, because I think that's a problem, because I do work with some professionals. Um, no, like, not, not no me. but Rachel's a lot of people know what they're doing, and I don't, I, I'm very poor at communicating my songs to people sometimes because I don't know what the it's all in your head, are so you know. Yeah. yeah, I know what it sounds like, and I can write down a chord to 
point, but I don't usually know what the note is or what yeah. it's not meant to diminish, whatever. I don't understand any of that. Um, so yeah, I've just picked everything. I, I, somebody throws in a technical term to me. I don't have a clue. I, I think I'm the same actually, because yeah. um, when you're trying to explain to someone, you, you almost cringe by explaining. Oh well, I want that just to sound a bit drier. Or yeah. you use these terms that you say, "Fucking hell, I can't believe I just said that." That yeah. sounds like the biggest wankiest thing ever. <laughs> or I want it to pop. I'd never say pop because yeah. I hate that. But um, <laughs> you get that a lot in our job, don't you? Can you make it pop? Um, and it doesn't mean anything, but I, I get what you mean about yeah. trying to communicate what you want it to sound like. Yeah, I think the best thing for me is getting reference tracks. Yeah. So saying, just think Badfinger, just think yeah. Bowie, or just think this, and mm. explaining an era. And saying, I want it to sound like 1974 vinyl Apple Records or something like yeah. that. That's. Mm. Essentially, yeah, that's all I go with. I don't have any other, I don't have any technical know-how, unfortunately. But it kind of has made me explore, I think, more when I'm playing piano yeah, or guitar you, or whatever. Do you experiment think that, because I've, I've, there are people who said um, that it, when you've got more technical knowledge and you're a bit more gifted in theory, that it can, it doesn't like sort of, it's tough because it's kind of like when you don't know theory, you can sort of wing it, and then it comes up with happy accidents, and it's like, yeah. oh, that sounds great, but you don't know what it is. Like, yeah. It's sort of like yeah, people, but also people sort of say that if you have a knowledge of theory, it can kind of ruin that ability to be able to come up with something on the on the fly and on the spot, and have well, no idea what it sounds like. I think it's. I think you're right to a point. I think sometimes if no, if somebody's not got a natural ability um, originally, I know my uncle Lee really had to work at writing songs because he he wasn't a natural. Um, but he got there by teaching himself all this theory. Mm. So it's great that people can learn that way. But for example, Sarah and Nick are in Mighty in the Moon, another mm. band I'm in. They're both classically trained. They're so clever, it's unbelievable. Multi-talented, multi-instrumentalist. Mm. However, they've always had that, uh, that talent to begin with. They've always had that natural mm. ability to begin with. Mm. And I think it's just made them... But isn't the natural ability your ear? And hearing the nuances of what you're playing and even to, yeah. to the base level of am I in tune I mean that's for a lot of people they don't have that no. ability of hearing something that's in tune or creating a melody so I think yeah, but they, they do amazing things though, where you'll be playing any shape you can make a hand on you'll be playing that mm -hmm. and then Nick or Sarah will say yeah that's Diminished into augmented seventh, into uh, 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 and then that's it. They know it should. They, they don't need. They don't, they don't need, need to. to read it. Yeah. They don't need to listen yeah. to it either. They just Nick just goes, "It's this," yeah. and you're like, "How oh, have you done that?" Yeah, it's it's, it's like weird. Yeah, it is like witchcraft listening yeah. to the power from top. But if the end result. From the two approaches, is the same. Who oh, really gives a shit? Yes, yeah, yeah, so exactly. Apart from that person it. in the room, because it, I can see that would for me that would be really, um, not daunting, but I'd make me question my own ability to play guitar or something. I'd be like, yeah. oh god, I'm so crummy compared to to, to you guys. Well, I felt That's like how that, I would feel. But because they're both really nice people, they're like mm. my translator. So when I'm like, I've written this song, they're like, oh yeah, it's yeah. this, it's that, and like, and sussed it mm. out. Which it's, is good because in our band, where you know, we're, we're li literally the opposite. No, we're not Rachel and Adam, no. we've got some sort of background, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's very difficult trying to get yeah. what you want across. Yeah. We all end up bickering, don't we? Well, not all, with me and you in it. <laughs> 
just play the fucking note like on Father Ted. <laughs> yeah. the, the Eurovision yeah. sketch. It's a combination of Father Ted and George Harrison. Yeah. 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 I was going to go into George Harrison then, but no, I can't really do him impression wise. Okay. Um, all, all in real life. What have you learnt from your time playing? I don't know what that <laughs> fucking means. Um, local scene, so when did you start getting on the local scene then and, and start doing gigs and, and um, getting out to people? I started going out with Rachel playing guitar. Rachel's sister in Happy Endings, she plays in Happy Endings as well. Um, actually, no, I started way before that, what am I about? Um, I used to play in a covers band in the late nineties and it was an all girl band and we used to do like This is child. No it wasn't no no and I was um Give me cheek don't you give me cheek. Honestly mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I used to go on stage in the tracky bottoms, Adidas campus shoes and an Adidas um track top track top too. But everyone had that stuff on yeah. then though didn't exactly. they? That was the But everybody else there were loads of people in the band telling us to dress up and that we should be wearing this and we should be wearing that side so completely went the opposite and I just looked I just wore what Liam Gallagher essentially wore. And I went on stage with that, and I was a guitarist at the time, and I never sang. So for years, we was doing these covers, and um, that died a death. And then was that acoustic stuff, or was no, that electric? electric. It was a full, oh, right. full band. It was a bit of drummer and um, keyboard player and everything. And um, years later, I started going back out, writing my own stuff, more of my own stuff. Went out with Rachel, and we were known as we got dubbed as the Fee Sisters because we didn't really have a name, but. I thought he was going to yeah, say feces. 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 Death yeah. metal. That's not good. Um, yeah, and then after yeah. that, we just. The Peace Sisters. Yeah, well, we didn't, we didn't call ourselves that, but we, we were doing a. We needed mics something and for stuff. the poster. Yeah. yeah, well, just turning up at open mic nights and playing our stuff, seeing if people liked it. We enjoyed it and um, we fell together early because my brother um, is in the band, my other sister's in the band, and. Um, my dad used to be in the band, he used to play bass and then he got ill and um, sadly passed on, but we carried on and um, yeah, so Mike's now in the band playing drums with us, so yeah. it all stems from that really, just going out and doing a couple of open mic nights and realising actually it's a bit of a good laugh this and people actually like our original mm. music, so yeah, it's good. And did you do a lot of gigs um, in them days or was it gigs, writing, recording, Was a, what was the kind of split between? I did a lot of gigs in the cover band because we were earning money and we, you could back then, kind of, yeah. people paid you. Um, but when we were doing it as me and Rachel, we were probably going out once a week um, and then maybe a couple of times a week and then when we got the band together it became maybe fortnightly, mm. monthly, because you want to spend time recording and um, creating stuff. You can end up gigging too much um, and not really achieving out and burning out really because that's what we felt we'd done. Last year with happy endings, we'd done too much. It was great, don't get me wrong, but we've all got other things that we do as well. Yeah, you I mean, a lot of work. You've got quite a few plates spinning. Yeah, with Mighty in the Moon, you do solo stuff as well, and, yeah. and then happy endings and having a life and a day job, mm -hmm. yeah. which is great, don't get me wrong, I love it. But sometimes you get to a point where you just need to step back and um. And do something normal and breathe and create and that's what we're doing again now we're just taking some time out and um we're writing we're recording and it's yeah. good it's good fun again how does that how does that work then the writing do you all bring different songs to the table and yeah. jam them out and yeah get we, familiar with them that's exactly what we're doing rachel writes songs i write songs separately 
and then we come together and then we all work on it and contribute and Adam can write, Sarah mm. is, says she's going to put some lyrics to some of the music I've got, um, so the capabilities are there, I just don't think the confidence is always there <clears> with other people. How do you siphon off them tracks to, you know, if you bring it all bringing stuff to the table, who decides, uh, is it a conscious decision that we'll go with them, a bunch of songs and we'll park them and work on them another time or... Are there standout yeah, tracks that... Because I think the majority... Mm. The, I think what, one of the great things about the way Emma and Rachel write songs is they usually manifest initially on a vocal and a piano or guitar and vocal. And they all bring their songs and go, oh, this is what we've done. And even when you listen to them in that format, mm. you go, oh, that's a good song. Let's work on that. So it's almost if they appeal at you know vocal and guitar, then suddenly keys go on or harmonies then get put on or it's I think that's when it kind of gets flagged up hmm. that that could be one to to work on. I think when we're writing the we record on our mobile phones and pin tracks to each other. And I think when we're writing, we've already gone through that vetting process. We thought, yeah. oh, I'm not going to send that, I'm not going to send that. Right. So we've already done that yeah. ourselves. And then we're confident, we're like, we've written a song. I'm confident the rest of the band are going to like this. Yeah. So it's very rare that we bin any off. Yeah. We've got loads that we think might suit another record. We've recorded stuff and thought that didn't sit well on the album. And we've can not canned it, but kept it aside from on the, the show. Yeah. yeah, and that's it, and we'll just put it out when it's on, yeah. in the right context. Plus, yeah, you, but you both have like... Um, sorry, Radiohead did that with Burn the Witch, didn't they? They'd written that long before it made that album, mm -hmm. and he said when they get an orchestra involved, they'd put it on. Yeah. Didn't do it, and they did. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's, that it's an odd thing, yeah. that, because sometimes a song needs to sit on the shelf for a bit in order for you to get back round to yeah. it and, and yeah. do stuff, even though it's such a good track. I mean, how does, has there been ever any times where you brought a track and you thought, I absolutely love this track, this is going to be amazing, mm. and you've not quite felt the love from the other members and you've it's stalled and it's like you, you get frustrated because you want to push it through as, is there any occasions like that, that? I don't think we've ever had that where people have been disinterested, but what I will say in our band is that because we've all grown up with each other, um, there is a very kind of like, oh, that's good. And then that's it. There's, n there's nobody's ranting and raving about it because we all play quite cool because we know we've known yeah. each other years. Yeah. And in a way, we kind of know what we're capable of and capable of doing together. Yeah. So there's none of that. Oh wow, that song's amazing. You know, it's, it's this and the other. You yeah. don't get that at recording sessions. But that's just the way we are. Um, and I don't think anybody's ever said, "I'm not keen on that." I think Adam sometimes says, "I'm not playing that. I'll play what I want to play on it. I'll write yeah. a part for it," which is fine. Mm. Because um, sometimes I, I record the songs a bit too much. I'll put yeah. the tass, I, if I've done it in the studio, yeah. it'll have drums, yeah. guitar, keyboards on it, which doesn't leave much space for them to put anything on. You're kind of locked into that, what's in your head as well, then, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I think, I think is nice, though, in a, in a way. I think if, if, the, you get if it's really clear, clear of what yeah, you want. if you're really clear on what you want, I think it's, I think that's, that's nice. Yeah. I don't think it has happened maybe once or twice is where... We've started recording the song, we've added loads of bits, and then we've gone actually, I don't know if that, we've experimented and that's probably, yeah. a bit, it's got a bit too much on it now. And then we've taken 
taking bits off or try recording it at the slower speed or a faster yeah. speed. It's not time wasted though, is it? No, no, no. That's where you learn from it, really. Yeah, I mean, the point I was. Did you just fall asleep? No. <laughs> Sorry. The point, I was trying to, the point I was trying to get to is it's not necessarily someone saying, I don't want to play that, but, you know, it's not quite working and the, the chemistry is. And you try, is there ever an occasion where you, you have to really try to get that song to work? Because, it's you know, it, it, is, like that. it is quite difficult to write a song and all the other people get the parts into it and make it work as an actual song. I think it does sometimes because we did a really, we did a demo in our living room of a song called December and we really liked the demo but it was literally a mic in the middle of the room and everybody was playing live and there was loads of hiss and outside noise and a bit of distortion where it went over on the volume and stuff. And, but it was a really good version, it was really atmospheric but there was nothing we could do with it because we needed to separate the tracks to do anything with it. We tried recording it and we could it took us ages to nail it. Because yeah. nothing sounded as good as that demo we did in the living room. Yeah. And for me that was quite challenging. And sometimes as well you get a recording on your phone and it captures the moment. You've done the demo and you've just played it maybe the first, second time through properly. And you've captured and it really well, changed. but you've done it on a mobile phone. So do you feel yeah. like like a, a moment or an emotion, you know, while you're recording? Is like really important. Oh yeah, definitely. And you capture that sometimes, but not the quality of the recording. Yeah. And yeah. so when you go back into a studio environment, you've got to then kind of get back into that zone again. And I do a lot of writing on my own, so I'm usually real sad and miserable and just sit with my phone playing guitar. When I'm in a studio, obviously, I'm not like that, and it's quite difficult to get back into the vibe yeah. again. Do you prefer to write on your own or with other people? I prefer to write on my own. I have written with you, Mike, can't I? But that's Mike's huge. Mike, I, I fall down a bit on lyrics. I have loads of lyrics, loads of songs, but tying the two together is an absolute nightmare for me. They've got to come all together at the same time for it to work for me because going back to something is very difficult. Yeah. Um, so Mike's helped me out with lyrics in the yeah, past. Yeah, I could rhyme a word with orange. Door hinge. Mm. You've, you've heard this song? <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you write then, Emma? Do you. Um, Predominantly, well, for me, it's all about strumming something out at first and then working on it that way. Is that? Yeah, it, it is. Um, I either write on piano, that's just piano, vocal, or guitar and vocal. And very rarely, I don't think I've ever actually written a load of, a load of lyrics first and then play guitar over it. It's always the song first hmm. and then the mood will dictate what the lyrics are about. Yeah. I think, I think um, the guy out of Manic Street Preachers. Uh, the bass player writes all the lyrics and then the, the singer writes the songs and it mm. it blows my mind how someone can do that kind yeah. of retrofit the lyrics to the to a tune without yeah. working out the tune for you know because he must have well i guess it's like elton john and uh Benetopen, is it yeah. like their relationship of you know elton john doesn't even write the lyrics he just writes the songs and uh, I would find that so difficult to get them lyrics and shoehorn them into your melody. And but it's, it's yeah. not it's not a one to one though, is it? It's a many to one. So I guess they'll probably have fifty lyrics, or fifty types. Of but lyrics. that makes it even worse, then, doesn't it? Because you've got to sift through all that stuff. Whereas if you sit at a piano or a guitar and you, you 
humming a melody, you kind of know what words fit into that yeah, structure. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying it's any easier. Yeah. I'm sure Ben Tarpin had lots of... I'm sure Elton John probably sang Rocket Man it's a, to different melodies before it didn't work. It's a combo that works. Like, yeah. they've done quite well. Good to write like that in a way, though, because we did some stuff with the Warren, we've done a couple of projects where we've taken lyrics from... Um, there was one with Mighty in the Moon that we did, and it was some school children have written about mental health. So they've written these lyrics, and the same with the young women at the Warren have written some uh, lyrics, and I was given some lyrics to work with. And that was a real challenge for me, so I took mm. the music to it, and it's quite personal to that person. Mm. So you think, God, how am I going to do that justice? And it's, it's a real challenge, but it made me write completely differently. Yeah, it's a different mm. yeah, it was completely different mindset, everything about it. So It's almost like method acting, isn't it? You've got to yeah. get in the, the mindset of that person. Yeah, completely. Yeah, because you guys, well, Elliot's other band, Black Lamb, three one of twelve bands yeah, yeah. that Elliot's in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how, how did you find it writing? I mean, did, I think that was did you have a tune it already was, done? It and easy. No, no we did the tune around the lyrics because it was easier for us because the lyrics that we picked were just, they were mental. They were just all over the place. Like It was clearly just you know ramblings of a of someone who just wanted to put pen to paper and to see what he, what he or she kind of came up with. So mm -hmm. it was like, for us, that's just how we write anyway. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just ramblings of mental maniac things. I actually so really like that, well. of, of yeah. not making sense and playing instruments and stuff. What's, what's your go-to instruments? And, you know, um, have you got a favourite guitar or...? My favourite guitar is probably my... Um, I got, my brother gave me his Stratocaster. That's probably my favourite guitar. Um, oh, actually, I'm torn. I've got a, an SG that my mum bought me when I was about 16. Gibson, it's not a Gibson, it's an Epiphone. And I love it to bits. And um, yeah, I, I really like electric guitar. And I like electric guitar mm. on its own. I did my um, EP launch with just an electric guitar and an amp and a piano, but there's something a bit different about it. I don't know, I, prefer, yeah. I think I prefer it to acoustic. I absolutely agree, because the, the acoustic stuff that we do in King's Horses um, is, we've started off doing acoustic, yeah, but we've recently to gone to electric, all yeah. well, I have, and it's, yeah. it's just, just, for me, it sounds so, more, it's it's so, so much better. It, yeah, so. you have. And especially when you're, I don't know, like we have played outside and it's freezing and you can't grip the guitar <laughs> yeah. properly, it's easier to, on that level, but yeah, there's something... I really like about playing electric guitar in it, mm -hmm. more of an acoustic. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favourite, I think, is my electric guitar. I do like piano, I love piano. It makes you write differently, it encourages you to write differently. Mm -hmm. It's more moody, I think. Well, that's probably just me because I'm not capable of playing anything upbeat on the piano. But, yeah. No, I think you're right on the, the moodiness thing. It mm -hmm. puts you in like a melancholy state of... Yeah, yeah agree. going back to that previous point about not being able to play the note B on the piano, I can't either. You get on the piano yeah. and you just sad, sad, sad. That's maybe yeah. slightly Knees up Mother Brown. Oh, I'll go back to the sad <laughs> bit. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's a beautiful song, that one. It is. <laughs> it's an old set, isn't it, Elliot? Knees up Mother Brown. Uh, right, so let's talk about your new EP then. Okay. Um, what yeah. got you in the frame of doing a solo EP, did you have some leftover stuff or was it new? No, what I tend to do is I write a load of songs and I think, oh yeah, that'd be really good with happy endings. I hear everything in my head and I'm thinking, yeah, that'll sound like that and that will be ace for that band. Or I'll write something with, I think, oh, Mighty in the Moon, that's perfect for them. Um, 
I don't start out with that intent, it's just it comes out that way. But then there's some songs and I think that's a little bit personal and I think it, I could do that on my own and it sound really good on it. I, I, I released a couple of, uh, I released an EP and album a few years ago, solo stuff, and that was more because I wanted to fill my time up. I had a load of songs that I wanted to do and get out there and do. Um, and again, it was the case with this, I had a load of, I had four songs um, that I wanted to release. And um, it's just filling the spaces in between everything else I do. I'm, I'm not very good at doing nothing. Right. So when I'm not doing something, I have to do something. Mm -hmm. And yeah. writing is, that's what I do. I go away and I write really miserable songs and they become, they've got them on the EP. <laughs> but there's been times where I've been messing about going, Emma, look, I've put your guitar through a shoe. And <laughs> put again, it back again. on. Yeah, again. And, and, <laughs> Re, you know, put reverb back on it and then put it through the cat and now I've recorded it. Oh, oh, look, Emma, I've not pressed record for the last two weeks. That type of thing. That one. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one. That, that one. one. That I'll, one's I'll, I'll do the other one. So you don't, you don't hear about those bad ones. But then there's some, there's sometimes when, I don't know, you kind of, because Emma's a brilliant at a pain at the same time. Because you know it's going to be a canceling session. <laughs> she has exactly what she wants in her head. Yeah. But doesn't want to work, the, or doesn't know how to work the computer and how to work all this stuff. Which is pretty much it. So it's crystal clear. And because we're not, we're both not technical musically, we don't go, oh, we need to have a bit of a, a instaccato, or, yeah, we just want. Pantorino or a. Or a Gran Torino. Yeah, or a Panatone. Gran Turismo. Or a Gran Turismo, yeah, yeah. So, you, so we don't have that either. So it's the case of saying, right. Right, what, what, okay, is it this? And we kind of stumble through and get it. Process get it of right. elimination, yeah. testing, yeah. 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 It takes and, time, and I think, as, you know, because outside of music, you know, we are, we, we are lovers. Do you enjoy that part, though? Sorry. And I think, I think being that close has it, has, is a, is a, has some positives, but also means that. The distance isn't there that sometimes you may require. Well, at least you can be honest with each other about stuff. I mean, yeah. there's probably never times yeah. where you're holding back saying, I don't like that, no, but I dare her feelings or his feelings. And well, we should just go for it, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's shit. Yeah. yeah. And is this yeah. your third EP? It's my second EP. So, I did one EP in 2012 and then an album in 2014, 15. <laughs> and then this is the EP. So, so when you listen to them or look at them, go back in, in, in order, has the sound changed? Has, yeah, have definitely. you matured more as a, as a songwriter? As I, like, I hope so. Yeah. I like to think so. Um, the songs are definitely more sombre, they're um, quite open and honest. I used to be quite worried about what people thought about what I was writing about. I thought, oh, no, somebody will figure out what I'm singing about. But now I'm not that bothered and, but some of them are about, they're quite personal and yeah, yeah. you go through a bit of a rubbish time. Sometimes it's quite good to write about it. Mm. I feel, yeah, it's tough because when you go through a rubbish time, you kind of want to write songs about it. But when you go through a really good time, you're too busy enjoying yourself. To write about the good stuff. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, that, the song might turn that fucking reverb off, track five on the EP. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, yeah, it's just part of that, part of that time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a four, it's a four track EP. 
Turn up I, I, I do really like the ending of that last track on there. I can't remember. Um, that was probably the most, the most fun, you know. Yeah. Yeah, the it sounds great. The but the, well, that I would say you probably got some influence on, on that because when you came around, yeah, well, we we came around, didn't we? You yeah. know, and did some fancy shooting with your camera, yeah. and when we heard it, it was oh, like, well, yeah, oh, this is went, great. Yeah, you went to the toilet and was singing in the mirror. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah, you you went turn that bloody radio off up there. And I went, oh, it's not, it's me. Yeah, and you quickly got the mic up, and yeah. well, I was sat on a pool in your house. No, that didn't happen. Not that you knew about it. Um, so what are you gonna <laughs> what are you gonna do with this EP? Then are you, are you and then just pour it all over the floor, <laughs> just in the garden. Didn't happen <laughs> with a shovel. You got a shovel in there? Um, like a cat. Um, are you taking it? Out to gig. I know you did the um, the gig at uh, you and your mashup. Yeah, that was um, the launch. But <laughs> um, I didn't have any EPs because they came late. Um, so <laughs> so I didn't have any EPs at my EP launch. However, I've now got EPs. Um, so I'm I'm doing some gigs. I'm doing the Larkins thing on this twenty seventh Sunday. Oh yeah, we're just gonna yeah. do that. But I'm away. <sighs> yeah, we'd have loved to have done that. Yeah. They're always, always really good, good gigs and yeah, so I'm hoping the weather's warm anyway, so just where, the odd gig. Where can you find it then online? Is it the usual places? It's on Bandcamp, yeah. It's on Bandcamp for now. We'll be releasing it on other platforms later on. Um, iTunes and all that nonsense. So yeah, Bandcamp for now. Right, and happy endings, you're gearing up for some new material or yeah, we're gonna new start, album start maybe? Yeah, we're going to start recording with immediate effects really. I think yeah. we've got a couple of songs that are starting to sound Starting to sound good and yeah, that should be an exciting time. Yeah. Right, so we're going to end the show with one of your songs, Emma. Which one would you like us to, to play? What, off the EP? Off the EP. Off the, EP. Off the brand new EP. Ah, Mike, you choose. Are we all this way, the last one? Are we all this way? So that's what's going to end the, end the episode two of Chodburn FM. It's not the radio edit there. What? What's the, what? I know, it's the Hang on. It's about a seven minute. Long song. Yeah, it's the bit of the that's the weird bit of the end. Well, well I think that'll be up to the listeners. That like it's up to them if they want to carry on for us. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. Oh, Elliot has got a little um Some questions. Questions. Oh. Elliot. Really ended the show. Oh, Elliot. Elliot. So these, these come yeah. these come from, from the Twitter feed, have they? Which what do you mean? Our listeners of yeah, uh, yeah, being, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. These are all yeah, listeners. Yeah, yeah. We've, got, we've got tweets. We've got loads, loads. Oh god! Yeah, yeah. Just do the first thousand of them. Um, <laughs> user Hot Socks Thirty Seven asks, "Would you rather swim three hundred meters through shit or dead bodies?" Can I swear on? Yeah. Oh, I'm swallowed. Um, right. I'd say fucking dead, hell. I'd say dead bodies just because you'll be able to get more purchase. Oh, that's a tough swim though. Yeah, but you're how, how 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 far? Three hundred meters. It depends on the consistency. I Oof. think it'll probably, if it's diarrhea, you get it quite quickly. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. 
Yeah. I mean, that, but that's not swimming, that's like whoever, a Rambo crawl on some yeah, dead bodies. Yeah. Whoever asked the question if Capri Snacks, the consistency of the things before <laughs> asking bloody stupid please, questions. Please stipulate the, the viscousness, viscousness of, of the shit. Viscality. Yes. Um, would you rather... I know, know we'll send people. this one in. Um, lizard Lips. Yes. 82. Lizard, lizard Lips. Sex babe at nine. Yeah. Would you rather have a dog with a cat's personality or a cat with a dog's personality? We've, we've, got, a cat with, we've got a cat with a dog's personality. Yeah, that's, we've yeah. already got one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's right. good. That was yeah sorry. Right. Well, what was that? Goth. Sex lizard. Um, Hot lips. Whatever it's called. Uh, that was Chiselagargoyle at gmail.com. <laughs> Asks If you were reborn in a new life, would you rather be alive in the past or future? Past. Oh, hang on. Let me deconstruct that. Say that, that again. You if, you past, were, yeah. if you were reborn yeah. in a new life entirely, would you rather be born in the past or in the future? Do you get to choose whereabouts in the past? Oh, that's, or good, future? that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. in the past. Yeah. I'd say the past yeah. as well. The anachronist, what that's year? what the EP's all about. It is. Displaced in time. The anachronist yeah. EP available on Bandcamp. <laughs> Plus, I genuinely think there was a time in music when popular music was really good music. And I think that probably... Because you had to be talented. To yeah. To no, no, no. I dare to say there'd be people who were talented before that. But I, but I don't necessarily the pop the popular music. But was. are you missing a trick? Because you know that in the past, but in the future, oh, wouldn't you like to think, well, like, oh, hang on. Well, I hope it's cyclical, but I don't know where, when in the future that will happen. I feel it's on the cusp. Hopefully, I feel I feel it will be the moment. Fingers crossed. The, the moment the moment Simon Cowell doesn't get another series of whatever, I think there may be some some. Ah, uh, it's got to be future for me. Future. Yeah, really? just well, you know what's happened in the past. Yeah, I know, but it's so if bad. I die, you never. If I die in experience, you never lived that past. Though. No, we're living today. No, it. but no. I'll probably never live far enough in the future to see hoverboards. Do you think that's Are really you really basing it on hoverboards? Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we, we have and dog, dog leads that you don't need to hold. Just the ones that hover. That's all I want to see, Mike. Is it too much to ask, though? Is it really too much to ask? We'll do one more. What, what, what was this Would one you rather, um, I don't care. Would you rather eat Weekly shit that Betty. tasted like chocolate or eat chocolate that tasted like shit? Is it vegan chocolate? There's a bit of a well, theme yeah, here. Oh, yeah. Was he on the toilet when you... Well, you're obsessed with tramps when we ask these questions. <laughs> so we'll not get into that. <laughs> um, I'll, have a, I'll, I'll, I'll go for one in a minute then. What, the, a tramp? The, the, <laughs> the classic would you. Go on. So what was the question again? Would you rather eat shit that tasted like chocolate? The vegan, of course. Hang on, so or eat like chocolate, chocolate mousse. That tasted like shit. No, chocolate mousse every day. What? Shit that tasted like shit. chocolate. That tasted like shit. Shit. No. The shit that tastes like chocolate. Yeah. yeah. But the shit is like a Mr. Whippy. It's like having a chocolate ice cream. Ah, uh, no. more, more. About the content. Picnic right bar. Right, again, yeah. ask the person what's the viscosity of the shit. Yeah. I swear these questions. Well, it's shit know. that tastes like chocolate or chocolate that tastes like shit. But he wants to know consistency. Yeah. yeah. If it's, diar well, if it it's diarrhea, be, it then it's like, then it's like angel delight. I'll have that all day, every day. You want every, you I have want Angel Delight all day, every day. No, but it's actual shit, so it's not Angel Delight chocolate. <laughs> it's, it's still shit. shit. Yeah. That tastes like chocolate. Oh, it tastes like chocolate. I don't see what the problem is here. It comes I out with someone's <laughs> ass straight into the bowl and then you eat it. So it's warm chocolate. Well, 
I think I, I, you know what? Again, I'm fucking venturing off into the unknown. I'm going to go chocolate. That tastes of shit. Same here, that's what I Because I wouldn't know what shit tastes like. like. Exactly. No, but you smell it, it's part of the same region. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but it's not <laughs> shit going into your body. It's, it's chocolate. chocolate. Yeah, that's true, that's true. You sickos. <laughs> right, I've got one then. This might be a little bit horrendous. Would you oh, no. rather take a tramp's shoe off, yeah. sock off as well, just chuck that, pour a tin of beans on his foot and eat the full thing off his foot? Yeah. Or lose a hand for a year. Both hands for a year. <laughs> I'd rather eat beans off a tramp's foot, if I'm honest. Yeah. I've picked stuff up off the floor that I probably shouldn't have eaten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that bothered. You dirty yeah. trash. At least you know it's beans. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you, yeah, but you can't, you can't now, just, you, you can eat the beans, but you've got to finish the rest off, the juice, the bean juice. Lick it. Suck it, lick it. Yeah, but the alternative <laughs> is that I'm unemployable for a year and I can't play guitar or drum plus can't play guitar. But you could get one of them little things for your head to do you the... You can play drums because you, the... you just hit it with your wrists, don't you? I don't think I'll get many gigs. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a novelty act, I grant yeah. you that. Yeah. Especially the day after when I get my, my hands back. That'd be quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> like a magic trick. <laughs> well, thank you very much for them and all the people from Twitter. It was yeah. MySpace that sent them questions. Plantyfish.com. All thank them you for your social friends. Well, again, thank you very much for being on Chobbin FM, episode two, the sequel. Thank you. Thank you very much. Serving the European continent from the North Sea. This is the new Chardin FM. So, so by the time you're listening to this, we did to, yeah. play it through. We, we've been we got booed us, off. We got standing up. Oh. Get off! Sing us what we know! Can sing us some Kings of Leon! You're not Kings of Leon! Do you remember that time we played, uh, what was it, the Boston Brothers? Boston Brothers, yeah. Revolution. Oh, first okay. thing, Revolution. plugged in. There was First that guy. Thing. There was that guy with the vape. What? Yeah. With the, uh, the only way I can describe this for anybody listening is, is um, there was another band on, and the this guy was wearing shorts. Was it cargo shorts with yeah. the socks pulled up and yeah. Converse trainers? I think yeah. he had the t-shirt and then undershirt combination. So the yeah. long sleeve, the t-shirt on top. One of those like beanie hats that looks like, oh, just those like top end things. You know, you pull it all the way down and it has no fold and it's just yeah. flat and it came down to his. His eyebrows and his like black hair was flicking. Like I had a vape. Yeah. And he decided to take a good old good old tug of that vape and then blow he it. He was he looked be up amazing, and he blow he blew it up in the air in a rainbow motion. <laughs> and it was a it was a pathetic amount of smoke. Sadly nothing came nothing out. Nothing came out. But seeing that And it was, was the stance, yeah, though, it yeah. was it was the stance as well. His feet were like a metre apart and he got it full on, did rainbow and it it was fucking shit is what it was mm. it was embarrassing it was but anyway that was that was about two years ago that wasn't it that yeah, was quite yeah, a while ago was. Was. but it it's still that, that, it's that, still it? it's that remains Kings in Leon. my brain sing the Kings of Leon that was yeah. the first thing someone shouted and it was uh, that it stays went in my brain more than Revolver does oh you can't say shit like that That's... that vape movement that was five chod white out of five <laughs> And, well, and then an extra one for good measure. And then you put it in and then you flush it and it doesn't fucking flush. That was that. And that's that. So, episode two, the sequel. Um, thanks for listening, guys.
can get this on iTunes or Anchor or all the other places you can get it. Um, have a look at our Spotify because my gorilla, our latest song, has just gone up there. So that's live for you to listen to. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, and thanks for listening. Cheers. Thought that everyone else felt it.